the Bible Study Podcast, episode 158. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Acts with chapter 21. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Today, in chapter 21 of Acts, we start looking at Paul heading back towards Jerusalem. And remember, as he heads back towards Jerusalem, he's been told that when he gets there, he's going to suffer persecution. Acts 21. After we had torn ourselves away from them, we put out to sea and sailed straight to Kos. The next day we went to Rhodes, and from there to Patara. We found a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, went on board, and set sail. After sighting Cyprus and passing to the south of it, we sailed on to Syria. We landed at Tyre, where our ship was to unload its cargo. Finding the disciples there, we stayed with them seven days. Through the Spirit, they urged Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. But when our time was up, we left and continued on our way. All the disciples and their wives and children accompanied us out of the city, and there on the beach we knelt to pray. After saying goodbye to each other, we went aboard the ship, and they returned home. We continued our voyage from Tyre and landed at Ptolemais, where we greeted the brothers and stayed with them for a day. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed at the house of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. After we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it, and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way the Jews of Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, The Lord's will be done. After this, we got ready and went up to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea accompanied us and brought us to the home of Manasseh, where we were to stay. He was a man from Cyprus and one of the early disciples. And so Paul is sailing towards Jerusalem continually being told that when he arrives there, he's going to be bound and handed over to the Gentiles. And the rest of the section is largely a travel guide in terms of where they went. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, but they're basically sailing back along the coast. They were at Ephesus, which is what is in now eastern Turkey. They sailed down past Cyprus and then over to what is now Syria and Lebanon we do notice that they run into Philip the Evangelist. And you may remember Philip the Evangelist from earlier in this book. And Philip is the one who was witnessing to the Ethiopian eunuch. And Philip is now settled down and has four unmarried daughters who are also filled with the Holy Spirit. And in this particular case, his daughters have the gift of prophecy. Continuing on, Paul arrives at Jerusalem. When we arrived at Jerusalem, the brothers received us warmly. The next day, Paul and the rest of us went to see James, and all the elders were present. Paul greeted them and reported in detail what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. When they heard this, they praised God. Then they said to Paul, You see, brother, how many thousands of Jews have believed, and all of them are zealous for the law. They have been informed that you teach all the Jews who live among the Gentiles to turn away from Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or live according to our customs. What shall we do? They will certainly hear that you have come, so do what we tell you. There are four men with us who have made a vow. Take these men... 
join in their purification rites, and pay their expenses so that they can have their heads shaved. Then everyone will know there is no truth in these reports about you, but that you yourself are living in obedience to the law. As for the Gentile believers, we have written to them our decision that they should abstain from food, sacrifice to idols, from blood, and from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. The next day Paul took the men and purified himself along with them, that he went to the temple to give notice of the date when the days of purification would end, and the offering would be made for each of them. So Paul is greeted by James. Remember, this is James, the brother of Jesus, who is now the head of the church in Jerusalem. All of the other apostles are out being apostles, being sent, which is what the word means. And so he is greeted by James, and James says, we've got a bit of a problem here, because the Jews have heard that you're telling people to abandon Judaism, which is not what Paul was doing. Paul himself is still a practicing Jew, and he is not telling the Jews that they need to abandon Judaism. He is telling the Gentiles they don't need to become Jewish. And James says, yes, we had told them that already. We had said that they should just do these simple things abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and sexual immorality. They basically, instead of all of the Jewish canon of law, they had restricted it to just these few things that they wanted to see the Gentiles do. And that's consistent with the Council of Jerusalem we read about earlier. So they say, we've got this problem because the reports about you are false in terms of what you're doing. So let's make sure that we clarify to the Jews that you have not abandoned Judaism. Why don't you go through this rite of purification? Why don't you sponsor these other four men who want to go through that so that people can see that you are still Jewish? So that's the idea. It goes on. When the seven days were nearly over, some Jews from the province of Asia saw Paul at the temple. They stirred up the whole crowd and seized him, shouting, Men of Israel, help us. This is the man who teaches all men everywhere against our people and our law and this place. And besides, he has brought Greeks into the temple area and defiled this holy place. They had previously seen Trophimus the Ephesian in the city with Paul and assumed that Paul had brought him into the temple area. The whole city was aroused, and the people came running from all directions. Seizing Paul, they dragged him from the temple, and immediately the gates were shut. While they were trying to kill him, news reached the commander of the Roman troops, and the whole city of Jerusalem was in an uproar. He at once took some officers and soldiers and ran down to the crowd. When the rioters saw the commander and his soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. The commander came up and arrested him and ordered him to be bound with two chains. Then he asked, who he was, and what he had done. Some in the crowd shouted one thing, and some another, and since the commander could not get at the truth because of the uproar, he ordered that Paul be taken into the barracks. When Paul reached the steps, the violence of the mob was so great, he had to be carried by the soldiers. The crowd that followed kept shouting, Away with him. So there is a misunderstanding at the temple, first of all, that Paul has brought Greeks in, and then there is an understanding at the temple that Paul is preaching this Christianity who some people are seeing as being against Judaism. Again, Paul isn't preaching against Judaism. He himself is an observant Jew and a Christian at the same time, and he doesn't hold those two things to be inconsistent. And neither do the Jewish believers in the church at this time. But the people who are Jewish don't believe that or not holding that same belief. And so they are, this uproar arises, especially that he has defiled the temple. And so they drag him outside. They're going to kill him. Now, the Romans 
know that the trouble in the city usually starts at the temple. So the Roman barracks is literally, the temple is in the shadow of the Roman barracks. And the Roman barracks is there so that guards can get there quickly when trouble arises. And so sure enough, they get there fast enough that they don't get a chance to kill Paul. But they're beating Paul with the intent of killing him at this point. And the commander tries to figure out what's going on. He can't even get a straight story. And so he just, he binds Paul and brings him back to the barracks. We'll sort it all out when everybody cools down. As they get to the barracks, as the soldiers were about to take Paul into the barracks, he asked the commander, may I say something to you? Do you speak Greek, he replied? Aren't you the Egyptian who started the revolt that led to 4,000 terrorists out in the desert some time ago? Paul answered, I am a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia, a citizen of no ordinary city. Please let me speak to the people. Having received the commander's permission, Paul stood on the steps and motioned to the crowd. When they were all silent, he said to them in Aramaic. And that, strangely enough, is where the people who put in the chapter markers decided to put in a chapter. So next week, we're going to deal with what Paul tells the crowd. But at this point, Paul gets some understanding from the commander that he is not who the commander thought he might be, which was some revolutionary. And so he gets a chance to address the crowd, and the next chapter, Acts 21, will be his address to the crowd. With that, we're going to bring this episode of the Bible Study Podcast to a close. If you have any questions, feel free to drop me an email at host at com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. As always, thanks so much for listening. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tara. We're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.